Hey everybody, Harry here on Best Bet Corner, a Sunbet production. Another episode of the Best Bet Corner. We had a lot of action last week. We got a lot more action coming up this week. First off, though, uh, I'm joined by, of course, the Parlay Kid, Darren, the Parlay Kid, part of the Best Bet Corner uh, Degenerate Trifecta with me and his brother, Bry, with Cousin Sal. Um, we will be joining you very soon with a lot of new stuff, a lot more information, a lot more picks, hopefully a lot of winners. But today, let me just say that, uh, Darren, uh, I want to introduce Eric Cohen, my uh, co-host on sometimes on, in the show in Phoenix here when we're on the Daily Blender and 1580 The Fanatic. Uh He's also the creator of this contest, of this golf contest that we've been doing, where I happen to be in last place. You hit uh, two weeks ago, Darren, and this past week, Eric had John Rahm. Listen, Parlay Kid, thanks for coming on again, and Eric, welcome to the show. Well, Harry, Harry, it's great to be here, and uh, I'll tell you what, I'm just, I'm in the presence of greatness with uh, two of the uh, degenerate trifecta. Hardly. And, uh, you know, I saw Parlay Kid go out there and hit Morikawa in that playoff uh, the other week at the Workday Charity Open. So I knew the pressure was on last week and Rom fired off a 64 in the fourth round of the Workday Charity. And I'm like, you know what? At 22 to one, I'm going to take a shot at it. And uh, I was lucky to hit. So, guys, I'm, I'm just in the I'm glad to be in the presence of greatness when it comes to gambling picks. Well, if you're talking about the volume of gambling picks, maybe you're in uh, greatness. I'm not sure about the winning picks, but uh, in terms of volume, uh, we're right up there with the best of them. Well, listen, Darren. Uh, listen, we 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 like we like to we like to pride ourselves in giving out great information. If they win or lose, hey, we've always said we're not on the hook for that because. Listen, if we give out great information and it wins, it's great. You give out great information and it loses, you, you can't hit everything. We understand that, correct? Absolutely correct, Harry. I mean, honestly, I mean, but listen, you guys, I'm glad again, Eric is here for the first time. Uh, very happy to have him on here. And let me tell you, Darren, you and you and Eric have something I found uh, similar in common, which is you both went to a university where you have bum phony head basketball coaches. Sean Miller at Arizona and when he used to be at Dayton, Archie Miller. Uh, that's that's a little rough on on the Miller boys, uh, Harry. I, oh, it's not. What do no. you Sean have? Miller has had nothing but great uh, great players. Couldn't get it done. Blew it a few years ago against Xavier when they should have got it done. That was when they were rolling. He had the he had the team of teams. And Archie Miller under listen. He goes to Indiana. He can't do anything there either, Darren. Hey, listen. Uh, obviously, Dayton had the best all-time season without him this year, so uh, maybe there's something to be said for that, but a little rough on the Miller boys, Harry. You have a bone to pick with them always. Now, wait a second. Uh, Archie Miller is a much better coach than his brother, and I hate to admit that, but Archie used to be an assistant at, at Arizona, and I wanted them to keep him over Sean. Sean chokes in big games. Archie just needs to get that talent to IU. So, you know what? I think Harry's being a little rough on the Miller boys. I'll say that. Well, listen, regardless if I'm being rough or not, you guys got something in common. Until these guys do something in the NCAA tournament, there's still a couple of bums in my eyes. <laughs> Harry, I think you're just jealous that uh, Sean Miller might be one person that actually sweats more than you do. 
<laughs> he does sweat a ton. He does sweat a ton. Listen, and you make you make fun of my boy Jimmy Beheim plenty, but he's got a ring. He's got a ring. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, listen, Darren, one of your be- favorite sports is coming up. We are actually two days away. We're, it's, t- it's Tuesday when we're filming this. We're two days away from actually having one of the four major sports starting. We got baseball going uh, on Thursday, uh, two games. Uh, your Yankees are taking on the Nationals. And then after that, we've got uh, Kershaw versus Cueto. The Giants are taking on uh, the Dodgers. Again, with the Yankee situation, it's Scherzer against uh, Garrett Cole. Cole's a 140 favorite. Um, that's Boy, that's, uh, that's pretty high considering uh, you're getting that type of money from Scherzer. Uh, what do you feel, Darren? I mean, I know you're excited. I know you got your kids got to be excited that there's baseball that you can be watching now and do something, have something on. And I'm sure, listen, we're going to have baseball. I think this is going to be like morning, afternoon. You know, it's going to be a lot of games during the day. We're going to have a lot of fun with this, right? Absolutely. I've been watching some of the uh, Yankee games um, there. I guess what you'd call preseason games the last few nights. And um, even without the fans in the stands, it seems to play out pretty well. So uh, I can't wait. I I think uh, everybody's itching for it. I actually think right now, when you think about it, in the past few years, or maybe the past several years, baseball has declined in popularity. I think baseball has a chance right now to grab uh, the attention of a, a lot of people, especially young kids right now, that are itching for sports. Baseball can really grab their attention. Maybe baseball makes a little bit of a comeback here amongst youngsters. Well, I think that's a great point. I mean, this is baseball's opportunity, even though they blew probably a month or two that they could have st- where they could have started and really gotten a jump on it before the NBA and NHL kick in. But I have a question as, as a Yankees fan, you know, uh, that you are, you know, uh, going into a full season, I thought they were a lock to win the World Series. But in this short sprint, I'm not sure I like them. I'm not sure they can get going uh, soon enough. And I like a team like the Rays, who are primed with young hitters, who are eager have good starting pitching, uh, a great manager. I don't know. I just have a feeling the Yankees are going to let you down this year. Do you agree or disagree? You know, if you asked me that a week ago, I think I would have agreed with you. Uh, after watching these uh, some of these preseason games for the Yankees, and this is where the Yankees have so much depth, especially offensively. Uh, they have some uh, guys that will be on their bench that would start for basically every other major league ball club. I'm not sure if the depth is really going to be a, a major factor, but if it is, uh, I, I could see where the Yankees are going to benefit in that respect. Their bullpen is deep. Uh, Garrett Cole obviously is maybe arguably the best pitcher in baseball. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say that I disagree with you at this point. I do think the Yankees uh, win that division, and not only that, but I do I do agree with you about Tampa Bay. I always think Tampa Bay is a pretty safe bet to go over in their wins column. I think right now they're sitting at thirty four and a half, and I do think they always seem to be a very hungry young team, good pitching, good manager, play baseball the way it's meant to be played, even with some different oddities now that they do uh, from uh, their perspective. But I, I kind of like the Rays as well, at least over 34 and a half wins. But I still think the Yankees are the the premier team, and I think they're going to just be raring to go right from the start. I, I like that too, Darren, on the Rays. I agree with both you guys too. And, you know, uh, 
this past week and last week in my articles on oddshark.com, uh, I've done uh, a little, a little something a little different where I've gone A through Z, a letter of the alphabet, either starting with the, the player's first name or their last name in terms of a prop bet mixed with their name. And uh, I've got Tampa Bay at that point where I, where, what site I was looking at, I saw Tampa Bay over 33 and a half. And I went with the over as well. I just think that, uh, I think 96 wins last year, 90 wins the year before. Uh, really no one expected that last year. Uh, so I think they continue that mojo. I think that can, they continue that type of, uh, momentum that they have. And I think, uh, they get there over 33 and a half. Now look, uh, there's a bunch of other bets out there. Uh, I did, uh, the, uh, the daily blender that I do the show with Eric on 14, 1580 the fanatic here in Phoenix. And we've won, went over a couple bets during, uh, couple of weeks ago when I was on the show, I'm going to be again, like I said, again, I'm going to be on this Friday and um, Eric is a big Cubs fan. And one of my plays is the letter Q where I took Jose Quintana to go under four and a half wins. Um, look, last year, first off, before anything, uh, his ERA was almost five last year. Um in his spring training so far, I saw he's gave up four earned runs and four innings, which isn't much to say. But what he did do in the offseason, which we know, is somehow cut his, what's Eric, his finger, his thumb, doing the dishes. Yeah, he, he was uh, an idiot and uh, and cut himself. I mean, I don't know how you can be that stupid and get injured doing the dishes. But, Harry, that, that under four and a half is a lock because from what I've heard, Jose Quintana might miss half the season. So he may not be back until September. And at that rate, he's only going to get a max of six starts. So unless he goes five and one, which I'm sorry with that ball club and, and a lack of a bullpen, I'm very discouraged by what I've seen from the Cubs. Jose Quintana will be lucky to have two wins, much less four. I, I couldn't agree. I, I agree exactly uh, with what you just said, Eric. And is there any part like it? Is there anything that stands out to you prop wise for the season? Um, Yankees wise, even if Eric was just telling me he's already got his bets down for Thursday night. He's already he's, he ripped off like six or seven bets while he's while Darren, while he's putting in a horse bet. You got to love it, right? Wow. Horses got what doesn't he do then, Eric? Wow. He he fits right in. He uh, you know, we. We're, 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 me and Lenny K are helping him with his love life, though. Hey, uh, hey, 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 parlay kid, there's a reason I'm 37 and single and hopeless. But believe me, Eric, though, Harry's got you in the years and he's hopeless as well. So, <laughs> so true. What do you got, Darren? What do you, what do you got for baseball? Well, you know, Harry, you know, I, there's a few props I like at some long odds. So, uh, we both talked about Yelich. You wanted to, Darren, you want to discuss the one we got out? We put, we got put good money on? Yeah. We both have some, uh, nice money on under one and a half complete games this year, uh, from starting pitchers, right? So, uh, we kind of looked at this. I looked at this last year. I think the the high last year was three uh, complete games, but one and a half. Let's face it, right? There's not. We're not going to see a complete game for at least the first uh, within the first month, right? We're not going to see that. That's not going to happen. Uh, and then by that time, we're halfway through the season. Is anybody going to throw two in the second half of the season? I don't see it happening. It was basically even odds, right, Harry? Uh, we got that basically at even odds under one and a half. I think that's a great play for anyone out there. Um, oh, see, guys, I say double not so fast to both of you. 
I like the over. I think there's there are guys, you know, a guy like Shane Bieber in Cleveland who can be economical, keep it to 100 pitches, uh, still strike out, uh, you know, an exorbitant number of guys, uh, you know, while throwing just, you know, 70% strikes. I think they're going to be at least four complete games this year. I'm taking the over and going opposite you guys. Wow, Harry, I don't feel so good about that now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just think that, I, Darren, we talked about this. I just think that this is going to be a situation, and I've talked about this on other shows that I do too. This is a situation where managers are going to really have to manage more than they ever have in their lifetimes, considering you must keep your players healthy. You must keep them rolling. You must have them ready and, and, and primed once there is a postseason. So if you have the bullpen, if you have the players, the extra players, the bullpen to get those six outs after your starter goes seven, you do it then, right, Darren? I think, I think, uh, especially this season, I think there's going to be emphasis on health. I don't think anybody, especially say like the Yankees with Garrett Cole, they have such an investment in him in a 60 game season. Do they want to risk potential injury with a Garrett Cole or something like that? I don't think so. I think these guys are going to be kept in a lot of cases uh, under 90 pitches uh, for the most part. I could see later on in the year in a must-win situation maybe if uh, your ace maybe finishes a game off. But at this point, I just I just don't see it at this point. But I do have some other good ones, Harry, I think. I'll give some other props I like. Well, Darren, real quick, just to, just to piggyback off what you said about Cole. I mean, he's 35-10 and 10 the last two seasons. 35-10, and 10, over 600 strikeouts. And you've got... Chapman and you've got Britain in the bullpen. Britain can go in the eighth. Chapman can go in the ninth. And that's it. Yankees win the game four two every time he's in the game. That could very well be the case. They're, they have a very solid bullpen. And that's the Yankees. The Yankees are a little different, too. They do have a very deep bullpen. Uh, yeah, Ottavino as well. Ottavino is absolutely. Yep. Uh, he had a solid season last year. He wasn't as dominant as he was the year before with the Rockies. But uh, you throw him in that mix. Uh, they did lose Dellen Batances to the Mets. Uh, I think he easily gets replaced, though, uh, there by the Yanks. And I, I just think that's the way it's going to play out this year. A lot of six, seven inning starts. I think really initially we might see a lot of four or five inning starts, uh, I believe. Yeah. Well, Darren, look, we it, it's going to be and Eric. It's going to be some it's going to be something to see on Thursday uh, and then throughout the weekend. We're going to have that. We've got uh, a golf we mentioned. Um, also, uh, NASCAR real quick. I want to put my two cents in about NASCAR, even though I had uh, Harvick to come in top three, finish top five on bestbetcorner.com. If you want to read my articles and Eric's uh, when we got the golf with our pick me, uh, Eric. And uh, Parley Kids Picks, it's always a good look and a good read. Um, on my pick six, my six pack of picks in the NASCAR props, I did go four and two uh, this past week. So now heading into this week, 46 and 20, 46 and 20. That's 11 six packs of uh, of 66 total props, 42 and 20. I haven't really had a chance to look at anything yet, uh, but we'll look at it very soon. But Darren... Uh, we did also have UFC uh, this past week, um, and we gave out a couple winners there too, right? Yeah, we gave. Uh, we love Figueredo. Uh, uh, we, he was a heavy favorite, well, not too much of a heavy favorite. I think when we talked about it last week, he was minus two hundred at the time, and we both agreed that 
He is an ascending fighter. Benavides was on uh, the decline. Seemed to make a lot of sense there for our listeners to take it. What a massacre. If that had actually gone past the first round, we we would have seen a 10-7 round, which you never see. That's how much of a dominant first round it was. Three knockdowns, uh, complete domination. Almost had him choked out like four different times. I've never seen a a round so one-sided. He is an Absolute beast, Figueredo. Yeah, he was great. Awesome. Also, on Best Bet Corner with my uh, article I, 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 and, uh, on Odds USA, where I do an article, too, on uh, U, uh, UFC. I know you were a little bit high on Joe Duffy, Darren, and uh, and I gave Alvarez at plus 280. First round submission. That was nice. Yeah, well, and it was quick. I mean, Duffy retired after the fight, uh, so... Uh, he's a class act in the UFC. He just, uh, I guess it was meant to be. So nice, nice pick by you there. We know you like to go with those guys who have the, the reach advantage. So I think in that case, it certainly paid off. Uh, you know, we, this is the fourth. This is going to be the fourth and last installment uh, card from um, Dubai. Uh, it's been great. I mean, again, I know uh, we've said this before, Darren, but Dana White and UFC have been put on a great show no matter where they're at, no matter what country they're at. They're putting on a show for uh, everybody every single week. Uh, this is going to be the last uh, um, from Dubai, the fourth card in a two-week span. Then they head back to Las Vegas for, uh, I want to say, a little bit over a month and a half straight being uh, uh, they're having their cards in Las Vegas. So this is it this week from Dubai. Uh, what, do you, what, what stands out to you out there? Uh, what do you really like? A few things I like in this card, but I'll just focus on the, the main fight with Whitaker and Till. This is a fight where I really like Whitaker in. You could get him basically at even odds right now or very close to even odds, maybe minus 110, minus 120. I think he's the better overall fighter. He has, like, for example, Till is coming off a win against Gastelum. Right, we saw what happened to Gastelum. That was a big win for Till. We saw what happened to Gastelum this weekend against Hermanson, where he got submitted within a a round. So, I think at one point we were like, "Wow, that was a nice win for Till," but maybe not so much. Where Whitaker has beaten all the best guys at one point or another, and if he hasn't beaten them, he's been right in the mix with them. He's healthy. He's ready to go. I like Whitaker to win this inside the distance at plus two seventy. If you take him to win inside the distance in this fight. Wow, nice. I, I like him too, Darren. I think Attil a little bit overrated here. Uh, and like you said, he, he won a split decision back in November of uh, 2019 against Gastelum. But his previous two fights there, he fought uh, George Masvidal and Tyrone Woodley and uh, lost both of them too. And Woodley, we've seen him uh, go down a little bit too. So this is a situation where I think Till might be a little too... Uh, too overcompensated, and I think it's the other way here. Hey, everybody. You had a little bit of technical difficulties there at the end uh, of the last segment. Um, we're back here, and uh, Eric had to take off. He's going to be doing the Daily Blender today locally here in Phoenix from 3 to 6. It's about 2.15 here local time. So he had, a, he had to leave. Uh, great guy, Darren. Great guy. I've had a lot of fun with him in terms of sp- talking about talking about sports, sports gambling. Um, he's a good guy. He went to the University of Arizona, like we mentioned before, and he knows a lot of stuff. A good guy. True professional. What a voice. 
What a voice. Uh, but he also likes a lot. He loves betting golf. He hit big this past weekend. He had a, he had, like we mentioned, he had a winner with Rom um, with the 3M open. And uh, uh, he likes Troy. He likes, uh, he likes Troy, Mer- uh, Troy Merritt a lot. He likes um, the defending champ in Matthew Wolf. I do too. Uh, who do you like, Parley Kid? Who stands out to you? Well, we, we know when we were talking to Eric before, uh, before we went on the air, he had a little inside information on Troy Merritt. Uh, supposedly, I guess this course fits him really well. Uh, I know he did not make the cuts uh, last week's tournament, but uh, prime to rebound. You can get him to win this at like 80 to one. He's six to one to f- uh, fit into the uh, top 10. And I actually have him top 40 at plus 120. So um, I kind of like that. But and who I really like, Harry, I like Glover this weekend. Uh, he's talk about a guy who's been super consistent. He doesn't seem to fit that. Like he's not the big name here. And don't you get the impression that this week at this 3M golf tournament that we're going to see somebody that's not one of the top names win this tournament? And Glover has been as good as any of those other guys. And I just have a feeling I could see him winning. I think his odds are probably somewhere about 25 to one, maybe, or 30 to one to win this thing. Maybe even, maybe even better than that from a gambling perspective. So what do you think about that? I I like that a lot. Look, I I think because of what we've had to go through and having back-to-back tournaments in Dublin, Ohio, this past uh, two weeks that maybe guys are going to take a, take this week off and relax and get back into it the week after. Um, There were guys that played last year that aren't playing this year in this tournament. Uh, Victor Hovland, uh, Sanjay M., Bryson DeChambeau, Morikawa, Matsuyama, all these guys played last year. They're not playing this year uh, d- because probably just want to take some time off. You know, it was a long, probably two weeks in Ohio. So the situation here now, not a lot of big names. There are some out there. We've got Dustin Johnson out there. Uh, we've got uh, Brooks Kepka who who didn't play well this past oh, week. Oh, what a what a letdown he let us down, Darren. But besides that, like I like Glover too. I, I think I seen him at twenty five to one, top five, five to one, seventy eighth in the world. He's got a P, he's got a uh, he's got a major to his credit. He won the PGA years ago. He's had five straight top forties. He finished seventh here last year. He's been playing great this year, like I mentioned. And not only did he finish seventh last year, uh, he finished on a uh, on the Sunday with a final round sixty two to get a top seven finish. Uh, so I think that's a nice play too, Darren. I like Lucas Glover here as well in this tournament where, again, not a lot of big names here. So maybe this is a chance for, like you said, a guy who maybe we haven't heard for about so much surprises everybody and comes away with a victory here. Yeah, I'm seeing him at 30 to 1 on Fox Bet. So maybe roll the dice on him a little bit. I also have a six player parlay that I'm putting in this weekend too, Harry. So, you know, I struggled last week with my parlay, but uh, I'm looking to bounce back this week. I got Casey at minus 400 on it. I got Glover at minus 295. Now this is a two make the cut parlay. I got your namesake, pretty much your namesake, Harris English at minus 275, Burns at minus 225, Redmond at minus 235, and Wolf at minus 295 to make the cut, Harry. That equals up to about plus 530 parlay to make the cut. Last time I gave this one, this uh, parlay out two weeks ago on this podcast, I hit, I hit that. So 
I'm looking to rebound and hit that with uh, those six players this week. It was a rough weekend this week, uh, past weekend, Harry, wasn't it in the golf world? It was rough, but I mean, it was, I mean, you know what it was though, more than anything after what we saw, I'm put it this way. I think people who gamble on sports never want the same tournament two weeks in a row at the same venue, because what a change it was in terms of the way the scoring was, the way the players, I mean, DeChambeau had a 10 on a hole this past week, didn't make the cut. He was, I saw at one point DeChambeau was minus a thousand to make the cut this past week. And he didn't do it. He didn't even do Not only did he not do it, didn't even come close. Yeah, it was, uh, it was rough for some of uh, the major headliners this week, but um, Hey, even, even with tiger, even with tiger coming back, Kepka making the both him and tiger made the cut. It was still a leashman who's a top uh, 30 player in the, in, in the world. It was tough watching them play uh, Morikawa actually the second week, uh, not the first week, obviously, because you had him the first week with where he won uh, in Mirfield village. Uh, but still it was tough to see these guys. They may have made the cut, but boy, the, uh, Xavier Shufley, uh Xander, I mean, Xander Shufley. I mean, the, some of these scores were they, the, these guys could they, they were bogey machines. Yeah. But doesn't that make us feel better about ourselves and our golf games, though, in a way, Harry? Right. So when I go play tomorrow night with uh, with Michael and brother Bry, we're playing uh, playing nine tomorrow night and uh, and I'm hitting the ball all over the place. It makes me feel a little bit better about myself to see these guys struggle. So I got I got Michael. I got Michael as a minus one fifty favorite. <laughs> I like it. I like Michael's actually played this course before we're playing at and uh, brother Brian. And I have not. So advantage Michael right there. Yeah. Nice. And I like, by the way, you mentioned, you know, I like how you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Sam Burns. Uh, you like him this week too. You know, he's had a good, he finished seventh here last year, Darren. He, uh, he's at a, uh, three straight top 30 finishes in the PGA this year, which is pretty impressive for a guy who people don't know a lot about. And he also, uh, last year, Finishing seventh, like I said, he had three rounds of 66 or less. So, yeah, it could be a guy that we have not heard of that makes a run here in this tournament here in Minnesota. Well, listen, listen, we've got uh, we've covered just about everything here we've got going on next week. uh, Parlay kid, um, I think we're going to dig deep maybe into uh, the hockey. We'll come up with some picks there. Um, I was on NHL fantasy on dot com. Um, that's going to be out soon. Uh, the, on Monday I was where I gave out picks for, uh, uh, these guys in New York that run, uh, that run the fantasy. And when it comes to NHL, uh, we, we, that'll be out on Twitter soon. Uh, their show, they got a couple extra things that they want to add to it where, uh, I gave out a couple picks. We talked about the coyotes. So we've got hockey coming up. We've got NBA in nine days. So we've got a lot of stuff on our plate. Um, again, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate Eric coming on. We'll have him on again. And, uh, yeah, we will. Uh, we will get to the uh, uh, continue with this golf contest. It's fun. Uh, I'm in last place. Parlay kids in second. Uh, Eric's in first now after his ROM win. I need a win here. But again, thanks, Darren. Thanks, Michael, for uh, uh, your help. Um, again, you guys have a great time golfing. Happy birthday, Michael. We'll have a great time this weekend with all these games um, for the, for you guys and for Eric and for myself, uh, Harry uh, and Lenny K. This is the best bet corner. A Sunbat production. Everybody have a great weekend. Have fun. Enjoy sports.